I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, good day, guys. So yeah, I'm sure I've already shared with you some of my thoughts about why do I think having a job it's, uh, has its own perks right? in my earlier episodes. But a lot of people are still asking, it's like, what do I think of having a job? right? Especially because in on the online media space, right, it's like tons of articles talking about like how do you make money without owning a job? How do you be a boss? You know, all this kind of stuff. There's so much fascination about being your own boss, having that control and yada, 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 which is not wrong per se, but... You know, I always feel that we need to cover in a more varied angle so that people can make better choices. And when I look at it, right, there is beauty in owning a job. So I'm going to share with you some of my views and some of my thoughts about the beauty of getting a job. So yeah, good morning, everyone. I welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, we'll be debunking financial myths, discovering best financial practices, discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it. Ultimately, empowering us to create a life we love while managing our finances well. And today's topic, the beauty of owning a job. So yeah, I think when it comes to the idea of a job, these days the predominant kind of internet um, viewpoint is that you don't need a job, you can make money in many different ways, you can, you know, via in the gig economy, you can create, you can do your own stuff, passive income, blah, blah, blah. And I think I've talked a little bit about all these different things in the earlier stuff, but I want to reiterate a few points. So personally, I'm actually one of those guys that um, didn't do long stints uh, in any job per se, right? So I've worked in like my own tea house. I've worked with my friends' companies, you know, and I think only recently that I really, really got like a job, job setting, which are expectations, I'm being paid, there's a contract, those kind of stuff. So when when I look at it, right, it's been a very enlightening experience for myself. And I think I talk about it a little bit in some of the other podcasts. So definitely check out the earlier podcast. So I think one of the stuff that I talked about was having the kind of consistency in income. When you have the kind of stable income, you actually can look a lot further, right? You're not so concerned about day-to-day. You know, a lot of the geek economy guys, they're very concerned about, oh, what about next week? What about bills? What about all these different things? So when you don't have the kind of consistent income that you know it's going to come in every month to month, doesn't mean month to month come in, then you can anyhow spend. Uh, but that kind of consistency does allow you the capacity to look further and plan further. You don't need to just be concerned about, you know, do you have next week covered? You can look a lot further. And when you can plan further, you can compound your wealth. You can actually practice a lot more on delayed gratification, which are some of the concepts that we can talk about in other podcasts. But the focus today is on jobs. And that is one of the pointers that I think it's um, very sexy in my view because for me, I've never had a kind of stable income for a very long time. But for many other people, maybe they graduate into a stable income, right? They go straight away, get a job, stable income, or their family is all about stable income. So um, to them, not very sexy, right? For, for my view, someone that haven't gotten stable income until only recently, 
it's actually very exciting because like, oh, okay, I just do what needs to be done within the scope and I get paid, you know, and I can plan further. I have the kind of ability to compound. So when I was like, oh, it's Puchoma, right? Get a job, quite good. Of course, I also recognize that there are other things that come with a job, right? Like you have to commit a certain bandwidth of your life to the job. You have to sacrifice certain things. I get it, you know, uh, I'm not debunking those stuff. But like I said, I always like to share with you the other side of the discussion, which many people don't see. Also, I want to kind of talk a little bit about the over-fascination of a job. I think too many people kind of like, put every expectation on a job. The job must be able to help me learn, help me grow, give me promotion, stable income, a lot of perks. You know, it's like, best, huh? you don't need to do much, can earn a lot of money. What a typical Singaporean viewpoint. Uh. The truth is, right, it's, it's um, if you can hit a jackpot, cool. But how many people hit jackpot? That, but that doesn't mean you cannot pursue the kind of growth that you're trying to pursue, right? You can do the job that you are, of course, you will not hate it, right? If you hate it, right, chances are you will not stay also. It's, you kind of like it a little bit, whether is it because your colleague very nice or, or the job actually you quite like, but it's like no prospect, cannot grow further. Then you want to take all the other needs that you actually want, like, exposure, like learning, like kind of uh, growth or even kind of different kind of skill sets that you want to pick up, you can actually do it off work. Don't need to everything clump into work, right? Into the job setting, right? I'm going to talk about one of the major beauty I see in having a job, right? The major beauty, right, is that the company uh, actually pay you to learn. The reality is um, many a times we think we know, but as we go along, we are always experiencing new things. We're always trying new things. And um, like it or not, we always make mistakes. We do fumble. So I have friends who are in the digital marketing space and they tell me, wow, you know, uh, I work in my company. Uh, I do a lot of mistakes, uh, but I learn a lot of things. Like what work, what doesn't work, all company money. <laughs> right, so, so the idea is, after you go through all the processes to join the company, right? You round run, round two, round three interview or like friend, friend, intro, back end interview, whatever. You join a company. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The company already validate that they want you. So in that process of you trying to integrate into the company or in that process of you creating for the company, you always make mistakes. But regardless, right, as long as your mistakes don't do not do crazy, right, and your innocence don't do crazy, uh, the company actually is paying you to try out a lot of things, you know. They're paying you to learn. They're paying you to experiment. And that is something that if you do on your own, uh, you don't actually have that luxury to do so. Right? Some people I know, like, if you want to be, like, let's say a photographer or you want to uh, be an animator, you want to do things that are these days more and more... Uh, gig economy kind of setting. There are more and more freelancers out there that can do this kind of stuff. You realize that uh, you cannot make mistakes. You know, you don't have the budget to try new things. You know, you you really gotta you gotta you gotta. Okay, not say you cannot make mistakes, but every 
mistake that you make like, impact is a lot bigger because you got a smaller budget you don't have that kind of safety net for you to play around and for you to learn you don't you don't have that kind of uh, days where you can wander around because you are you have rent to pay you have uh, customers to upkeep you have a lot of different things that you need to do so when I look at it right one of the best things about having a job right especially from someone that have a job now right is that uh, even if I noir around for a day or two right it's okay my company can handle it because ultimately as long as I service the kind of things that I need to to do and I innovate and create I actually have a lot of support at the back capital at the back connections that the company has already built up right for me to play around and learn and experiment and to me that is uh, extremely important Right, so we shouldn't discount that element when we work in a company. Of course, if the company don't give you all this space and you're not looking for learning, not looking for experiment, then okay, so be it lah. But in my view, from a pers- from my viewpoint, right, is that yeah, I'm happy to work in a job if I can learn stuff, I can experiment, and they are one of the leading guys in the game. Cool stuff, happy to do it. Of course, uh, I I've talked about this in earlier podcasts about paychecks. If you want to make more money, some people say I want to make more money and uh, maybe working a freelancer, I can you know double down and make more because I just need to close more clients. You're not wrong per se. And in the job setting is different, right? If you are in a job setting, you you have to pick up new skills and some of the new skills are like people management skills or like the latest hot skills, coding, la, digital marketing, la, all those kind of stuff. The company revalue you and then you move up the value chain, right? So uh, pay-wise, there's of, of course a certain cap to it in, in a company structure, which we talked about earlier. Um, definitely check out the earlier podcast. Uh, but when you look at it, right, when a company have you, especially when you're young and new, you know, new to the field, new to the industry, even the first, very first job, right? They're actually investing a lot in you. They run a bigger risk, you know, of you making mistakes and hurting their business, right? From a business person's viewpoint, I think that's kind of also where I see it, right? So I'm in a unique position because I work for some people. I also build my own stuff. So I kind of see both ends of the discussion, right? So if I hire someone, right, as a new fresh guy, right? Sometimes I also tell them, like, mm, how am I going to work with this person? How much am I going to invest in this person. So definitely take on, realize the beauty that actually when you're in a job, right, you're being paid to learn and experiment and funnel your own growth. And the next important point, especially in a Singapore context, it is super localized, but the beauty of having a job, right, is that you get CPF. <laughs> so yeah, CPF haven't sponsored. I, I, if they sponsor, I'm very happy to take one, right? Okay, because I, let me put it out there that I actually think it is a decent policy. Right? I will do some episodes to talk about the CPF after, because I read every single page of the CPF website, right? So if CPF people, you're listening, right? Happy to be sponsored and happy to talk about it. So I will get back to you guys on the CPF point after a word from our sponsor. So yes, about CPF, wow, this is a can of worms. Once we throw out these three letters, uh, even the Tim Sum Dollies have something to say about CPF. <laughs> Recently, I've been watching some uh, Tim Sum Dollies uh, kind of snippets on YouTube. So if Tim Sum Dollies, you don't know what they go to YouTube and check out Tim Sum Dollies. They're quite funny, a local comedian. Also, China and Mina, I quite like them. Uh, so definitely check them out. Very cute comedians. But yes, about CPF. So when I look at it, right, I'm not going to like delve into how CPF started and you know all the kind of niche gritty or whether is the structure good for the country or for you or for whatever right so those things we can slowly slowly talk about it and if you of course if you're like a normally you're very wise you understand how to manage your money right from the get-go when you're super young early 20s early 30s right then okay maybe you really don't need a cpf right you don't need a cpf system because you can manage on your own but I would like to believe that most people are not like that. Lah. At least from the colloquial and the 
the friends around me, I realized that it's the it's only a small select group of people that are very interested to manage their own personal finance or even learn about personal finance because uh, partially because the content out there quite boring, partially because um, it is quite complicated. You do need to invest a lot of time and understanding, which is why I'm very happy that you guys are listening to the podcast weekly. Um, very happy to have you guys around. But let me just put it this way. For a person that doesn't want to invest a lot into the learning of personal finance, doesn't want to invest into learning how to manage their money on their own, CPF is a brilliant system. Brilliant system ah, for these guys. Let me just put it this way, right? You gong gong, just got your job, right? And or you just work for a job a few years. You never think much about it because you're still discovering life. Sounds like many people, right? It's okay. Um, it's fine, right? We're all exploring, all learning as we go along. That is perfectly okay. Okay. But right, this, as long as you hold a job, there's this thing at the back called the CPF, right? That's helping you accumulate your wealth very silently, you know. Okay, maybe not very silently when you see the paycheck, right? Every month uh, takes so much from me. But after you accept the idea that CPF is here to stay, which it is here to stay, like it or not, it actually helps you accumulate your wealth very quietly. Like one of my friends... So she comes from a very simple family and um, maybe not so exciting childhood. So a bit messy childhood. Lah. I, I will not go to her own personal story, but she w- worked very, very hard. Of course, uh, while she was working, she fell into a lot of those kind of personal finance trap, like credit card bill, lah, travel the, with friend, lah, you know, buy back, lah, a lot of kind of spending traps and got herself into debt and all these kind of different, different things. And over time, as we got closer and closer, she did share with me a lot more in a deeper kind of stuff so that is cool but the idea is like one day she came up to me is like hey did you see your cpf ah? i was like no leh i don't i don't want a job i don't have cpf it's like oh yesterday i checked my cpf hey oh. i got sixty thousand in my cpf leh. not bad oh. i was like wow oh. you got sixty thousand in your cpf that's the idea, right? You're a fresh grad, you make 4000 or on average, the median income is about 4500 a month, right? And you just do that for five years. You gong gong, huh? just do your work for five years, quite quiet, or you just jump around different jobs. Either way, you're employed. In five years' time, uh, on a 37% contribution rate, uh, which is the, the contribution for CPF, right? 17% from you, 20% from uh, your employer. Either way, it's 37%, right? And in five years' time, you get $88,800 so a very ong number 888 and uh, but you gong gong one you just blur blur just do your job and then you suddenly have all this kind of wealth accumulated and when I look at it from a public policy structure when I look at it from a broad government structure actually it's very successful because when you do that you force people to have some sort of financial safety net you force people to have some sort of wealth accumulation which is very very good for the country it's also very good for the individual of course, we can have a long debate if you are very understanding of finance, you know how things work, you, you can manage your own money, you, you know, all those different things, I get it. But from my viewpoint, right, if you are new, you just got a job or you're just an average employee and uh, you, got your, you work your job and you do your, your part, hey, suddenly you accumulate some sort of wealth, you know, and it's not too bad when I look at it. Yeah, you cannot get the money out now, now per se. Of course, there are other ways to like kind of extract some cash out of the system. Uh, we can dive that uh, later. <laughs> but the idea is, okay, law, you get CPF, quite nice, law. And that only comes in a job setting, right? To me, that is beautiful. And of course, the third point 
is that you actually gather a lot of industry connections by working for someone, right? Of course, the bigger the company you work for, the better the company you work for, the better the connections. But all these kind of connections, right, they don't come from a Google search or LinkedIn search. Okay, maybe these days, uh, people are a lot more open in terms of trying to connect, but uh, it tends to still not be the case. It's not that open yet. So when you are part of a company or you're part of an organization, you represent the organization. Let's say I work for Capital Land or I work for DBS or I work for Singtel, you know, whatever big company that you work for or even the SME that you work for that is like innovative and uh, whatever, you actually take on that company's brand, that company's reputation to go into the industry and connect with people rather than your individual that have no reputation, you don't know what you're doing and you're trying to hustle your way in the gig economy or as a self-employed or as a freelancer, that is a whole different game. When you are part of a company, you get that kind of connection, you get that kind of brand to support you in connecting with more people. And that is very exciting. Because ultimately, if you decide that you want to set up your own venture, you want to come out and do your own thing, and you, or you want to jump into another industry, or even jump into your competitor <laughs> company, right? all these kind of connections will help you. So to me, I think that is a much easier way, very smart way um, for most people. Of course, if you want to hustle, you want to come out and do your things, hey, so be it, do it. But that is what I think it's a very beautiful part of having a job is that you have all these kind of connection building and you carry the brand to help you to build more connections. So easier way, right? And I'm going to sum up today. So the three pointers are some of the beauty of getting a job, right? Number one is first the company pay you to learn. You get to use all their ex- resources to experiment and learn, try out new things to improve yourself. A lot of these learnings, right? You cannot translate to the company wise. You keep it on your own and you can kind of bring it everywhere you go. Number two is that you actually get CPF, which is a, for lack of a better way to put it, right, if you're new, you don't really know how to manage your finances, you're learning, right, CPF silently helps you accumulate wealth. Yes, although you cannot get it out immediately, in the long term, it is quite beneficial for you. That is my view. We can have deeper discussion. And number three is that you actually use the job, the connection, the brand of the company to gather industry connections for yourself. So when I look at it, it will definitely help you when you want to set up your own venture or jump into another place. So I hope you learned something useful today. See ya! Hey, I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the financial coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared, debated and discussed. I hope you would share what you have gained with people you love and I want to hear from you. Give me some questions and help me along with building our community of financially savvy coconuts. I hope together we can fulfill our curious minds and our desire for clarity. Join our community telegram group. Reach out to us on Facebook. Everything is in the description below. And if you enjoy the podcast and you feel you want to keep us growing and stay independent, do buy us Kofi at Kofi.com. With that, have a great day ahead. Stay tuned next week. And always remember, personal finance can be chill, clear and sustainable for all.